0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Rabbi Karnofsky and I'm with the Denver Community Kollel. And in this episode we're going to be discussing the month of Adar. It's titled, The Month of Adar, Laughter at its Extreme. So we're going to talk about this unique month of Adar. What is, it, what is it all about? What is laughter all about? What is the meaning of laughter in the Torah? Where do we find instances of laughter in the Torah? How does it come into our life? When are we supposed to use it? When are we supposed to stay away from it? And of course, how does all this relate to the Purim story, which is the focal point of the month of Adar? Let's go into this amazing topic and let's uncover it layer by layer. So, we're told our sages teach us that Misha Adar Maribim Basimcha. When the month of Adar comes in, we increase Simcha. We're told, on the other hand, Misha Av, when the month of Av comes in, Mamahatim Basimcha, we slow down, we tone down the joy, we tone down the Simcha. So, Av. The month where the B'sal Mikdash was destroyed, we slow down on Simcha. The month of Adar is a month where we increase Simcha. When the month comes in, we We have to understand, what is it about this month of Adar that makes us be Marbim that we increase our level of joy that we have? How do we increase it? What is it referring to, this Marbim basimcha. We find a fascinating thing, our sages teach us, that when Haman was planning and plotting to kill the Jewish nation, he had this intricate plan with the Achashverosh that he was going to wipe out the entire Jewish people. And he was looking for a month. When is it a good time to do this? And he said, let me think about when is going to be their weak point. When can I get them when they're vulnerable, when they're weak, when they're not in a strong and good place? And he figured out that the best month to do this plot would be the month of Adar. And why is it like that? Why did he pick the month of Adar? So our sages teach us because he knew that in the month of Adar, our leader Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses died in the month of Adar. And he made a calculation that if Moshe died in the month of Adar, that must mean that the something in this month, which makes us lose, which makes us lose our leader, makes Moshe die. And if this is the month that Moshe could die, it's the month that he could successfully eradicate the Jewish people. So he picked the month of Adar. But the Talmud and sages teach us that he made one little mistake. And he didn't realize that Moshe died in the month of Adar, but so too he was born in the month of Adar. He died and was born in the same month. In the same way it's a bad and a sad month that he died, it's also a very joyous month, because this is the month that brought us and gave us Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore his plan ultimately was not successful. So of course, it's hard to understand what does this mean? He made such a stupid mistake. Seemingly simple mistake. You know, once he was doing his math, his history, should have figured out that Moshe Rabbeinu was born in this month too. In general, we have to understand what does it mean that Moshe Rabbeinu died and was born in the same month. There's obviously a significance to this. That Adar was the very month that he died and was born. What's going on over here? What what is all this teaching us? And what was Haman's mistake? One more point before we go into the topic. And this is really going to be the opening to try and understand everything that's going on. So there's a Sefer called the Sefer Yetzirah, which translated literally means the book of creation. It's attributed all the way back to be written by Avram of Vino, our forefather Avram. It's the most amazing Sefer, very, very esoteric. Most of it is totally beyond our realm of understanding. But let's try and say one little point that the Sefer Yetzirah reveals. And the Sefer Yetzirah goes through all the different months and assigns different letters of the Aleph base to every month. Many different things are assigned to the month. One of the things that's written over there in the Sefi Yetzirah, this book of creation, is that the month of Adar has to do with a concept which we call sachok. Now what is sachok? So loosely translated, we would say it means laughter, happiness, joy. Very similar to the word simcha. Simcha means joy, happiness. And there's a word sachok, which is almost like extreme laughter. So we have to understand, what is this concept of sachok? What is it? In the Torah, What does it have to do with the month of Adar? How does it differentiate itself from the word Simcha? What is Simcha and what is shok? What does all this have to do with the Purim story? So this is the entryway. This is where we're going to go into the concept of Schok, of laughter. What is it? What it isn't? What are we supposed to do with it? And from there we'll come to understand Haman's mistake a Moshe Rabbeinu being born and dead, dying in this month of Adar, and how the Purim story very much revolves around all of this. So where do we find the concept of the So we know that Yitzchak, our forefather Isaac, his name is Yitzchak, which has in it the name tzachok. And the reason is because when Sarah heard the news that she was going to have a child, she laughed. And she said, is it possible that I'm going to have a child? And she ended up having a child at her old age, when she was already past the point of being able to physically have children. She married her to have a child. And the laughter that came out of that caused Yitzchak's name to be called laughter, Yitzchak. But he's not called Tzichok, he's called Yitzchak, which seems to imply in the future. Yitzchak would mean he will laugh. There will be laughter in the future. So we have to understand that. Why Yitzchak's name is specifically named after the laughter. We find in the Gemara, the Gemara teaches us that Asa Adam lamalos piv b'schok ba'olam it's forbidden for a person to fill his mouth with laughter in this world. And the source is, because there's a verse that we see in the Shira Ma'alos, Beshov HaShem one day in the future when God, speedily, hopefully, will return us to Tzio and to Zion, Then our, heart, our mouths will be full of will be full of laughter. And this implies that only then, in the future, in the world to come, when we merit to go back to Yerushalayim, to Zion, then we could fill our mouths with laughter. But in this world, it's forbidden to fill our mouths with laughter. What is this all about? So, of Moshe Shapiro and many, many others explain, Rav Tzadokha, Cohen writes extensively about it in his sepharim in different places, and the concept is like this. What is a joke? Why does a person laugh from a joke? Think about a really good joke that we heard. What made us laugh? It's always the same thing. A joke, a good one, is always when it was the story was going in one direction and totally unexpectedly it flipped around and caught us from left field. That, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. And then we burst out laughing. If it's predictable, if we knew what was coming, we very rarely laugh from such a joke. A good joke is always when the story was going one way and we thought it was going to end over there and suddenly everything just turned around and the joke came from there. And that what caused us to burst out laughing. Which means that the concept of tzachok, the concept of laughter, is always when something turns around. The concept of tzachok is when things turn around on their face. When we thought that the world was going in one direction and suddenly it flips in another way. That's what tzachok really is. Reb Tzadik explains that simcha, happiness, is always internal. Simcha is internal. When a person feels inside him, he's happy, he's content, he's expansive, It's an internal feeling. Tzachok is when it comes out into actuality. When a person laughs out loud, when he feels that his joy is just too big to contain, and he bursts out laughing from the absurdity of the situation, that things that seem to have been going in one direction flipped around and turned into the beginning. Adar, the month of Adar, is the end of the year. It's the end of the year in every sense of the understanding. Nisan is the beginning, and it ends with Adar. And when we think that the month, that the year is over, when we think that we're at the end of a line and everything is over, and what happens? Adar leads us directly into Nissan, because the secret over here is something called Na'ut Sofo Betchilase. The end is always tied into the beginning. In Judaism, everything is always a circle. Nothing ever ends. The point that's the end is tied to the beginning. So everything is a circle. When we get to the end of the point in the circle, that leads us directly to the beginning of the circle again. Nothing is ever over. Nothing in the world goes to waste. Nothing in the world comes to an end. Everything Hashem created, it looks like it's going to die, looks like it's going to be finished, it looks like there's no continuity to this. And exactly at that point is the biggest joke in the world. Because that point of end was tied to the beginning. And it starts again. And it's born again. Everything that looks like it's going to be over is really just being planted in order to be able to be reborn. Just like we understand when we plant a seed in the ground, the seed breaks apart and it germinates and it allows it to grow and become a beautiful tree. It looks like if somebody would be looking at that seed in the ground when we think it's the end, when we think it's over. But really it's the biggest joke. It's the biggest point of laughter, the biggest sachok in the world. Because you think it's over, it's not really over at all. Is just being allowed to be born into a beautiful tree. When Sarah was told that she's going to have a child, the impossibility of it, it looked like it was over. It looked like she had reached a brick wall. And when she had a child, she named that child Yitzchak. The reason why she named him Laughter is because the very concept of him being so against where the world was heading, where she was heading, where her continuity was heading, and the fact that you have a child, his essence was this concept that nothing in the world has an end. Everything is a circle. The end is always just leading us to a new beginning. Everything that looks like it's going to end is just to enable the birth of a brand new beginning. Not so Sofa B'chilasi. That's what Tzchok is and that's what Yitzchak is. But the reason why it's called Yitzchak, we will laugh in the future, is because in this world we could have Simcha. We could have inner happiness. But we don't yet get the joke. We don't yet see how all the things that seem to be bad, that seem to be wrong, that seem to be evil, we don't yet see how all these things were leading into a new beginning. We're going to have to wait for Mashiach. We're going to have to wait for the world to come. And then we're going to understand and we'll be able to express our laughter because it's going to be the biggest joke in the world. Rab Tzadok HaKon and Reb Moshe Shapiro both explain the biggest tzachok that ever exists is when somebody dies and they merit to have resurrection of the dead. Anybody that will see a dead person being lowered into the ground would think that this is it. It's over. This person's life is absolutely over. It's done. When we see people being resurrected, when we feel ourselves being resurrected, we come back. We'll realize at that point that what was really we thought was an end was really just planting us in the ground like a seed to allow us to be reborn bigger and better than ever before. And that's going to be the biggest sechok in the world. And when we see that, it's going to be azimali sechok pinu. That's when we're going to, our mouths are going to be filled with this concept of sechok. So the Sefi Yitzira writes that the month of Adra, the end of the year, is all about sechok. We can't do it actually in this world. We can have simcha. There's so much joy in knowing that the end is not an end. It's just leading us to the new beginning. And the new beginning will be even bigger and better than this one. But the actual sechok is going to be in the future. When we see how everything in the world never ended. Nothing was an end. Anything which was connected to God. Anything connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is always a circle. The end is always just leading us to a new beginning. Hama made a mistake. Because he saw that Moshe Rabbeinu died in the month of Adar. And he thought it made sense because Adar is the last month. And that's just when it's over. And it makes sense that Moshe Rabbeinu should die and it makes sense that it's also going to be over for the entire Jewish people and he's going to eradicate us. Of course Haman probably knew that Moshe Rabbeinu was also born in the month of Adar but it didn't make a difference then because who cares when he was born? At the end of the day, Moshe Rabbeinu died. So yes, he was born in the month of Adar but then it was over and then he died. What he didn't realize was says Rav Moshe Shapiro, amazing. He didn't realize that Moshe Rabbeinu's death in itself, was an act of birth. It's not just random that he was born and that he died in the same month. It's much, much deeper than that. His death in itself was his rebirth in the month of Adar. Because we understand that dying is not over. Dying is really a birth. When we die, we're allowing ourselves to be reborn. And what Haman didn't understand is that there's no end to a Jew. There's no such thing as an end. Doesn't make a difference that we go into the ground. It's only temporary. It's just to allow our seed to be taken apart in order that we could be purified from the sins that we've done in this earth and then we could be rebuilt in the most pure and beautiful form ever. He didn't realize that the very month that Moshe died was the month that he was born because death itself is considered a form of birth. Death is not over. Death is just taking us to allow us to get to a new beginning. This was Haman's mistake. He thought he could find an end to the Jewish people. But we laugh. And it's the best joke. There's so much sachot, there's so much simcha in this month. The whole month is described in the Megillah. Everything is flipped on its head. Everything is going the other way. Everything that looks like it's over is really just taking us to a new beginning. We thought that in the Purim story we were going to be done. Haman was sure he had us. He was going to hang Mordechai on a tree 50 amas high and he was going to kill the Jewish people. And v'nahafechu, everything flipped on its head. It went just the opposite. It was a little taste of the world to come. It was a little taste of this chok that's going to be in the world to come. Haman himself ended up being the one hung on this tree. His people, the Amalekites, they were the ones that would killed That not the Jewish people. Everything in this month, it looks like an end, but really this month is all about sechok. Things that look like they're over are really just tied into the beginning. Nothing is over. Everything is going to a beautiful and perfect place. And this is what we want to take out from this month. We want to increase our joy internally. And we can't express it in sechok in this world. But we know and we could taste it and we could feel it. That one day when Mashiach comes, he's going to make the biggest joke. He's going to turn everything on his head a world where it looks like the Jewish people are at the very bottom. We're downtrodden. Every nation in the world hates us. How's it going to turn? How's it going to change? It looks like there's no plan. There's no path. And Mashiach is going to come. Like the Rambam always quotes the verse. Oz The whole world which looks like it's going so far away from God It's going to turn so fast on its face They're all going to recognize Hashem They're all going to say that we admit That everything is Hashem And that's going to be the sechok. And then we're going to say We're going to be like dreamers We're going to look back to the past And we're going to say Everything that we thought was over Wasn't over at all At that point we're all going to come around and our mouths are going to be filled with this amazing thing called schok laughter. Not just internal laughter, but laughter that will be expressed into the world. Because everybody will see that Hashem was always guiding the world to a perfect place. Nothing is ever over. There's no end to the world. There's no end to the Jew. There's no end to our existence. So long as we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything one day will be shown to us how it was all going to the most perfect place.